0: in our FBC newsletter video discussion we focused on our assessment of value assurance review for AOVAR as part of our consultancy services. As the FCA is putting a greater emphasis on what's happening in the boardroom and what's happening in the organisation and the relationship with directors in the boardroom and the business itself, FBC is also evolving to continue to support members in the most effective way possible. FBC's Brandon Horwitz has been pioneering our new consultancy with some of our member boards. Hi Brandon, thanks for joining us today.
1: Hi Suzanne, good to be here.
0: So Brandon, can you explain a little about FBC's consultancy services beyond AOVIR?
1: Sure. Our consulting work, it tends to focus on governance themes, addressing issues which are on the agenda of authorised fund boards. We know that boards have been quite focused on the FCA's assessment of value most recently, but more and more of them are turning their attention to broader themes, things like product governance and board structure, including the really important topic of board effectiveness. So a lot of our work really tends to be client demand led. We've got a a really good deep dialogue with our members and, and a lot of other firms. And what this allows us to do is to identify areas which might need attention. And typically this has been the case with our work in the space of product governance and assessment of value. But we do also engage proactively with firms on a number of themes which we believe will put them on the front foot when it comes to meeting regulatory expectations, especially when this comes to things like acting in the best interests of end investors. And a great example of this is our board effectiveness work. We've got a view which we share with the FCA uh, and that's the tone from the top the actual activities and the behaviours of the board are really going to drive outcomes for end investors. And that's certainly something which we're focusing consultancy efforts on at the moment.
0: Interesting. And could you give us an example or two of the structure and purpose of a recent consultancy engagement?
1: Of course, I'd be happy to. So the first example which comes to mind is we had an authorised fund manager, uh, an internal authorised fund manager in this case, who had a particular goal of wanting to understand what does good product governance look like and then to benchmark their own activities against this yardstick. And the real goal of this was so that they could identify, are there any gaps in their own arrangements and identifying, were there some actions that they needed to take to close those gaps? So what did we do? So we started off with a desktop-based review of all of their product governance policies and processes we took a good hard look at the scope and the structure of the forums, which they used to undertake product governance. And we also scrutinized the papers which went to these forums. And what came out of that was a clear idea of their starting point. And we used that as a really good template for a workshop to identify where were the gaps uh, in terms of what they do today versus this, this benchmark of what does good look like. The first workshop helps to identify the gaps. And we then had a second workshop where we focused our attention on priorities and where did we want the firm or where did they want to take action to close these gaps? And the really big output from that was a really quite short, sharp paper, which set out some activities, some priorities and some actions which the firm could actually take forward. So there's a, another, another one on more of a, a board effectiveness theme. So we had a, a continental European investment manager who was setting up a new UK domiciled authorised fund manager. And they came to us asking for some help to actually constitute the board of this new AFM, and in particular hiring their independent non-executive directors, their INEDs. So our first step in this case was to share some insight with the firm on the shape of other AFM boards in the UK. And this covered things like the number of board members, the range of skills of these board members, their experience, as well as considering the diversity balance within these boards. We then used our proprietary FBC Fund Board Director Profiler to map the skills and experience of the board in detail. And we then identified the gaps which they could potentially fill by the INEDs which they were looking to recruit. This allowed us to create a really detailed role profile for the INEDs. And we drew on the FBC's really extensive database of fund board professionals to create a short list of candidates which we could then present to the client. And this was very well received and ultimately helped them to complete their board.
0: That sounds great. So have some really good rigorous structure in there. Um, and what were the outcomes for the member for the boards
1: in these situations? So in the product governance example, we had really strong board sponsorship of the whole initiative. And the reason for that is ultimately the fund board is responsible for compliance with the FCA's product governance requirements. And I think this was achieved by the executive staff really increasing their knowledge of these requirements and taking a good look at the policies and processes which they use day to day. One of the unexpected positive consequences of that is it wasn't just about compliance, it was also about improving efficiency and looking at some of these processes. And we got some really good positive feedback on how we helped them to break down a bit of bureaucracy and also just help them to have a more efficient approach towards product governance. If we look at the board effectiveness, uh, non-executive director recruitment side of things, in that case, the client really benefited uh, and the board obviously benefited from having a day one position with a really robust balance of skills and experience. And we think that put them on a really good trajectory so that as a board, they could then go forward uh, and discharge all of their regulatory duties, but also effectively build their business as they started to grow.
0: Interesting. And is there an element of training delivered here too?
1: Absolutely. What I tend to find is that consulting and training really go hand in hand. Uh, Any successful engagement is going to be one where where we, as the consultancy and the client, both emerge learning something from the experience. And I think that's one of the benefits to engaging FBC uh, and our consultancy services. We're really all about supporting excellence in fund board governance. and, And as so, we're very, very passionate about our subject. And that's going to extend to us wanting to really share our experience and our knowledge.
0: Some of those listening may have caught an article recently in Ignite's Europe where FBC CEO Shiv Tunisia referred to training, particularly around the hot topic of responsible investing and ESG. Can you tell tell us a little bit about this?
1: Gladly. So I think all of us across the industry understand that responsible investment, ESG, are just this thing which is going to carry on being a focus for many years to come. But having said that, there's a lot of work involved in getting up to speed on on the really rapidly evolving regulatory requirements and the many technical aspects of what actually constitutes ESG investing. This is everything from what are your obligations as a fund board director, through to the actual many complex measures which are used to understand and to monitor an ESG investment. So the Fund Boards Council have been running a programme of work on this theme over the past few months, starting with a, a round table in November, We've got something else planned for March 2021, and really important is we have a, a suite of training services, which includes a number of modules on this theme of ESG, as well as industry p- practitioners who, who we use to deliver that training.
0: Thanks, Brandon. Um, one more question, if I may. FBC members come to their board from a range of expert perspectives uh, and with their individual needs, as well as those of the board as a whole. How do you make sure that the consultancy or training providers is appropriate for the entire board?
1: It's a great question. And we actually designed our training service with a lot of input from practicing fund board directors. And they very kindly shared with us their insights as to what are the kind of topics and and what level should we be pitching our training at. And what that means is our training is very much identified and focused on, on being continuous professional development. Um, It's not academic training. It's not professional qualifications, which are going to get you certificates or diplomas. It's all about skills that you can use in the boardroom. And we work with our clients to help them develop a tailored program, which is going to meet their needs and their particular board's requirements. And because we are experts on fund boards, we really understand what are the skills, what are the expertise you need as a director of a fund board to do your role. And that's why we focus our training on three key areas. First of all, your duties and responsibilities as a fund board director. Second of all, the skills that you need to make judgments and decisions when you oversee the activities of an authorised fund. And then third of all, your fiduciary responsibilities. And within that, your duty to act in the best interests of investors.
0: Thank you, Brandon, for those excellent insights into how our members are starting to utilise our consultancy services.